In the next hour, we want to put a smile on your face, elevate your endorphins, and bring you happiness. Welcome to Say Yes, Be Happy with Natalie Botros. We spend so much of our lives chasing happiness, it might just be where you least expect it to be. Natalie and her guests are going to show you how and where to find it. And now, your host, Natalie Botros. Hi, everyone. It's me, Natalie Botros, your host, the Bon Vivant Girl and the self-proclaimed happiness fairy. This show is all about spreading happiness and finding the positive in our lives. And I'm going to have each week different guests and we're going to all talk about how to find the silver lining in our lives. Um, I'm today For today, I'm going to have three guests, but before introducing them, as it's my first show, I want to start introducing myself. <laughs> so as I said, I'm Natalie Botros, the Bon Vivant Girl and self-proclaimed happiness fairy. I'm a psychotherapist, a health coach, and an otter. I was born in Lebanon. I lived in Turkey until the age of 10 when my parents sent me to Switzerland for in a boarding school to have the better education. And I decided to stay in Switzerland and to start my life there and start working there. Everything was fine. I had, you know, the perfect cut life. I did everything correctly. I was just happy until the day I felt that something was missing in my life. You know, that feeling that you have, that gut feeling that you're saying, okay, I have it all. I shouldn't be ungrateful, but I'm not happy. There is an unsatisfaction. So I started to look around and say, what can I do? Because like at the end of the day, I had the job, I had the family, the friends, the boyfriend, even the body. And I decided to make a huge change out of my life. And I said, Maybe I should chase this feeling of happiness. And it was basically the beginning of my chase for happiness. My first action was to close my life in Switzerland and to move to Milan and to start living there. At the beginning, it was amazing. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the good pasta and everything that came with Italy. I enjoyed the Italian man as well. And I learned the language. Everything was fun. I was working in fashion. I mean, like, what can I expect more, right? Came to a point where I was like, eh, there's still something missing. I know I can sound like a brat, like I have it all and I'm still missing. But I said, maybe I should do a bigger change in my life. So I decided to move across the Atlantic and came to New York where I live today. New York, exciting city, the city that never sleeps. I almost never sleep. So we're a good match. It was a bliss to start with. But what happened is that, I don't know, call it with the fast food or I don't know what is it, or like the, the food service, the food deliveries. In less than a year, I gained 40 pounds. I mean, for some, maybe it's not a lot, but for me, it was a huge change. And then I suddenly like started hating myself. I mean, you know, like every woman, we gain weight, we lose weight. We struggle with that. We do this diet and that diet. But when you gain 40 pounds and being myself and my personality, it became more, it, it became an obsession for me. I was like, I dedicated my life to lose this weight. So I started this like pattern on like trying every single diet that was out there. And believe me, I tried like really, really fat diets and like really horrible diets. And 
And then like, what was happening? I wasn't, I was maybe losing weight a little bit at the beginning. And then I got, well, like it will stop and I will gain even more. But the thing that I was really losing, it was not weight. It was my joy of life. And I really hit the rock bottom. I was like living in this amazing city, one of the most exciting cities in the world, stuck at home, hating everything and everyone, living on my three carrots or like the last crazy diet. And I said, I have to stop this insanity. Actually, hitting the rock bottom kind of was a revelation. As I always say to my clients, if you hit the rock bottom, there's only one way up. (laughs) So I was like, okay, let me find this way up. And I got saved by this amazing show that I saw. It's like How to Love Yourself Naked, where they will teach women how to love their body. And at the end of the day, they will put their naked picture on Times Square and a billboard. And then people passing by will check and say, wow, actually, you you look good. So it will build up the self-esteem of the woman. I didn't get on the show. I didn't get on a billboard naked, but I did my home version of it. I started standing in front of a mirror and starting to love myself. It was the day that the Bon Vivant girl is born because looking at myself every day, I was forcing myself to love one part of my, my body. And with time, that part was like, at the beginning it was hard, but then with time it was getting easier and easier. And slowly I started to love myself the way I was. I accepted my weight and everything that goes with, with it. And I started to gain my joy. And actually, people were like even asking me, did you lose weight? End of the story, I started losing weight as well. So I really focused on my primary food, which, which, which was my life, my self-love. And then I focused on, that, on my food. So this is a little bit about my story. And those days, I struggled a lot. And then when I found this happiness, I said, you have to spread this happiness to everyone around you. And it's why I call myself your happiness fairy, because my mission is to spread happiness on all of you. And I do it in different ways. I have my book, which is, if you are what you eat, should I eat a skinny girl, which is basically a book that tells you ways to lose weight without losing your appetite of life. I have also my online course, which is Hungry for Happy, It's created for those amazing goddesses, women who kind of cannot find their happiness because of their body issues or their relationship status, especially my single ladies. I spread my happiness via my one-on-one coaching with my clients. And most importantly, I spread my happiness through my social media where I motivate people and I help everyone to be happy and to have a smile. And then finally, this amazing podcast with Voice America, where my mission is going to be to have guests every week and to discuss with them facts of life, of our daily life, how we can turn that little switch from negative to positive, where we can unleash everything that we want. So today, I have three guests. And my guests are very special because they are all my guests. Uh, they're all my friends. And we want to talk about it is never too late. I know that we all want to start stuff and then like we all are happy in our comfort zone because it's safe and it's like easy. But what if the happy our happiness is outside this comfort zone? 
my three guests decided to get out there, take the risk, and they succeeded. Enough about me. Let me start introducing to you my guests. Up. Let me put my first guest. Hi. Hi. So my first guest decided to go back to school after she turned 40, but not to any school. She decided to attend Columbia University, one of the top Ivy League schools. Born in Turkey, she lived most of her life in Switzerland, where she graduated from college and hotel school and started her professional career. By the way, I know that our story is similar, just in case she's my sister. While working her corporate job, she always searched for a creative outlet within her passion, food and art. At first, she created Taste Me, where she would put the food that she loved in, in jars and compose baskets filled with homemade fresh products. Then she created Kristeman, where she customized basic peştemals, which are like Turkish towels, bath towels, into fashion pieces with different beading and design stitches. Following her passion for creativity, her band brand expanded also in backstrap, book page markers, napkin rings, and finally the fashionable mask that we all are kind of hating to wear but have to wear. <laughs> After she turned 40, she decided to reinvent herself, left her trade finance job in Credit Suisse, Switzerland, and moved to New York to start all over again. She attended Columbia University, and guess what? She didn't just finish it. She graduated magna cum laude with honors in art history. Today, she is a graduate student at Sotheby's Institute of Art in London. And actually, she's streaming line from London. Hello, London. And there's something else about my guest that I already told you. She's not only an aspiration for people who wants to go back to their studies in their, after their 40s, but she's my best friend. She's my sister. And she is the most important person in my life. Welcome, Christine. Hi, everyone. So, how is everything in London? Well, it's raining. <laughs> I heard that it always <laughs> rains in London, right? Yeah. But when I arrived, I was in quarantine and the weather was so beautiful. And I get got out of quarantine and it started raining. It's raining, it's, uh, there's, uh, there are hell and raining, hell and raining, and it's not nonstop. So yeah. <laughs> I can't imagine. You should come back to New York. We yeah. have the sun all the time, even if it's, if it's cold sometimes. Yeah. So Christine, I have to ask you for our listeners, what triggered you? What made you like want to change all this? Because it's a huge change. You had your banking job and then you're like, okay, I want to go back to studies. Yeah, because, well, the answer is quite simple. I was unhappy. Uh, I would go into my car every morning going to work and I would have back I would have back pain and when I'm unhappy in general I have back pain so at some point and it wasn't about the job because I loved my job I loved the people uh, with whom I was working it wasn't anything about that and then you start to realize that it's you it has nothing to do with what's happening around but it's you and that's when I realized that I had to make a change because I always like creating and I always like arts and uh, yeah I wanted to learn more so I started looking universities and I ended up at Colombia well they accepted me so I ended up at Colombia <laughs> <laughs> but I mean was there a reason why Colombia and not any other school like is was there like a process like to choose 
Well, yes and no, because uh, what I did at first, I wanted to leave uh, Switzerland because I've been there for like 30, 25 years and I needed to get out of Geneva. And so I started looking at universities all over Europe. Um, in Italy, I even went to, to international uh, university fair in, uh, in Paris. I, where I, I, I searched for schools in Italy, in Paris, in London, a bit everywhere. And well, New York, I was looking into New York because you were there, <laughs> but I didn't, I couldn't find any university that would accept me because I already had too many diplomas. So it was a problem. And I wanted to do an undergraduate. And I was talking with the, my cousin's wife, our cousin's wife, and she told me, you know, Colombia has this program that's for people who are a bit different, who, does, who don't follow the regular line. And yeah, I said, he said that's the general studies. If any of you who are listening are interested, it's called general studies at Columbia. And uh, just look at it. It's funny because at the beginning when I was looking for universities, I just went on the website of Columbia and I was like, oh, it's beautiful and just shut it down because I was like, I'm never going to be accepted at Columbia. <laughs> So then when I started searching this program called the General Studies, and I, I, uh, I decided to apply, and I was accepted. Well, when you're accepted to Colombia, you don't refuse, you go. So, Of course, obviously. And I mean, like you did, you said that you did all those studies before. So what was the difference between studying when you were in your 20s and studying when you're in your 40s? Well, studying, when I first started um, uh, my BA in Geneva, uh, I had to learn English first. And I had this guy who was learning English as well. He was in his 40s. And he told me, I always thought, oh, my God, he's not very bright because he doesn't get it. <laughs> and he told me, honey, whatever you can learn, learn when you're in your 20s, because in your 40s, it doesn't work that well. And he was right. It's not that, yeah, of course, there are a lot of people smarter than you out there, whatever. But when you, in your 40s, it, your brain goes a bit slower <laughs> when they get it in a second, you get it in five minutes. So that's the difference. But on the other side, you do it because you want to, not because your parents are pushing you or not because, you know, you, you have to go out and get a job or whatever. You, you're doing it because it's your passion and uh, you're loving it. So, yeah, I would say that's the, the two big main differences between okay. 20s and 40s. <laughs> I mean, I know that, like, I personally know that you spend your years in New York at the library or at the Met Museum studying. So yeah. uh, was that okay? It was like, like, did you think that you missed, like, actually, you know, 40s are best years of, it's the best years of our life. Do you think that you, you missed something out? <laughs> well, probably yes and no. Uh, yeah, of course, I could have partied more in New York, but I love doing what I was doing. So I was happy. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, I could have partied more in New York, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> and then like you wanted to do and then like COVID came and then like you couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Uh, last semester was supposed to be where I was. I just had few, two classes and I was going to party, do all the things and then COVID started. So, yeah. Yeah. Question. So you talked about, you always found something on the side to express your creativity. It was Taste Me first and then now it's Chris Semar. Yeah. So talk to us a little bit about Cristemal, if we can find it, like if people want to get some of the product, what they should do. And then like, what is like the, your story with Cristemal? Well, I always like creating. I always work, like working with my hands and to see the end product. That makes me happy. 
when I see it, I'm like, oh, wow, that's good. Or no, 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 that's not good, whatever. And I can change it. And then I, and I have an idea in my head and the fact that I can visual because I have this image in my head and the fact that I can put in objects and create it, that's, that's a great feeling for me. I mean, I love it when I have this and it's working because I have this mechanism in my head and then it's working. I love that. Uh, if you want to get Christema products, just on my Instagram, go and tell, let me know what, what you want, what you like, which color, how, blah, blah, blah. And then, yeah, then we can discuss after that. But uh, otherwise, it's really, I don't sell it. I don't sell them in stores because every piece takes me so much time and so much energy. And I don't want to do something industrial where I do like one image repeated 10 times in different colors for me each piece is different so yeah okay uh, i see that we have two minutes left before the the first break so um your instagram account it's like under your name it's christine botros exactly christine botros christine and, then if, and if people want to purchase or are interested they can just send you direct messages exactly That's perfect what we yeah. great so let's go back before the break to what is next for you. <laughs> I mean, like now you're like, wait, now you're in like London, you're doing master's degree. Are you going to stop studying at some time and then like party with me and enjoy everything that I do? Yeah. Well, honestly, I wasn't even intending to do a master's degree, but I was told that if I want to have any kind of job in art world, I have to have a master's. So, um, yeah, normally I have a dissertation coming up in August and I have to finish it in December. And then I have no idea. We'll see. I want to go to Italy for a year and just tour the cities, go visit all the places that I've learned about. And plus, I'm also taking Italian classes now and, you know, start speaking Italian at some point. That will be great. Oh, but that's we'll great. We'll <laughs> COVID teach taught me that I I just need to let it go, as you always say, and just make it happen to be happy. That's <laughs> perfect. So we, we're about in 30 seconds, we're going to get into our break. And after the break, I will take Christine. I mean, we'll continue talking with Christine. And if in the meantime, you want to ask questions or, you know, you have any questions for her or any other guest, you can call Toll-free number 1-866-472-5788 or international 001-480-398-1394. And someone will be, take care of you and put you through. And you can ask your question to Christine, to me, or to any other guests. So, Christine, <laughs> are you ready to take our first break? <laughs> <laughs> you see guys i'm learning with with you too this is my first <laughs> live podcast and i'm like once from one eye i'm trying to check the timing on the other eye i'm trying to see my guests what they're saying <laughs> see you after the break exactly Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all yet are missing the most important thing to be happy? 
The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the happiness fairy, has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-vivantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-vivantgirl.com. Streaming live. The leader in Internet talk radio. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-vivantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone. This is Say Yes, Be Happy podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Botros, the Bon Vivant Girl and the Happiness Fairy. Uh, we're talking with Christine, my sister, in, in case you didn't catch that, who decided to go back to school, but not any school, Columbia University, after she was 40. And we were talking with Christine, the challenges to go back to school after she was, you know, like the, the difference between returning to school in 20 when she was 20 and 40 and now i want to know if christine if someone wants to know what they should do you know like if you want to give an advice to people what do, would you advise to our listeners if they want to go back to school i mean like maybe everybody doesn't want to go to columbia and ivy league school but you know like go back to studies because like it's a big jump yeah, it's a big job. It's funny because most people are telling me I'm so impressed. I couldn't do it when the, if I were 40 at your age, I can't do it, whatever. But I think that if you, you really want to do it, you should just start with small things. Like just take a class for a week, for two weeks, wherever you are. They're offering in whatever department, let's say, you want to do art, okay, you want to do language, okay, you can find it. And especially now with COVID, most schools are giving online classes, so it's even easier if you're stressed, most, a lot of people are like, oh, what are people going to think about me, blah, blah, blah. And which is, yeah, which is uh, kind of intimidating because for, for my, from my experience, I go to a class, everyone is 20, they look at me as if I'm their mom because I, <laughs> I, I have the age of their mom. And they tell me, you can be my mom. You're the same age like my mom. And then it's funny because they have this look because I stress like them for exams, for papers, for whatever. And I'm kind of in the same level, but then I'm really not. So it's, uh, yeah, it's challenging in that sense, but you shouldn't be intimidated. Just start small, probably. That's what, what, what I would say. Start small. See how you feel and then try to apply. But whoever you are, if you 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 post your studies, your, I'm on the side of studies all the time, of knowledge all the time. If you post your studies when in your 20s because you had to work, if you have the opportunity, opportunity even doing night classes, 
finish your degree. Whatever you do, finish your degree. Try to finish your degree. Even if you're taking one class per semester, even if it's going to take you four years to finish it, that's something that you should absolutely do. And you feel so proud of yourself afterwards. So, yeah. That's amazing. I mean, like, again, congratulations. Like, you're like, I'm impressed. I'm impressed every day by you. You know, my, my podcast name is Say Yes, Be Happy. And I have to ask you before I say goodbye, what makes you happy today? Well, what makes me happy is my family and my friends and creating all the time and hopefully being able to see all the wonderful places that I learned about and experienced them in person. That will make me very happy after when I finish with my dissertation. <laughs> when I'm done with my dissertation because I, I can't do anything else while I'm doing the dissertation probably. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Thank you so much, sis. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, like, it's normal that I'm going to have my sister on my first podcast. Come on. Like, you you have to, you share everything in life with me. And um, kisses. And then I'll talk to you later. Yes. Bye. Bye. Bye, everyone. So my second guest is getting ready while we're saying goodbye to Christine, who cannot leave. I don't know why. (laughs) I didn't know if you were going to kick me out. She's done. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> so my se- <laughs> so my second guest he, re- he reinvented himself after 40 as well professionally he moved from a woman couture design company to man tie and jewelry company his pieces are sold all around the world on a personal level he met his significant other after 40 and they're still together after 15 years Born and raised outside of Boston, he graduated from Newhouse School of Communication at Syracuse University with a BA in film and advertising design. He began his career as an assistant director in the film industry in LA. He then co-created John Valdi Couture, a woman couture line that was based between Los Angeles and New York. He launched his company, Title of Work, in 2011, where he uses the tie as a canvas, fusing traditional craftsmanship with progressive design. Today, Title of Work is sold worldwide and the brand developed. It doesn't only offer incredible neckwear, but also jewelry for men and women, as well as home goods. My guest shows us that it's never too late in life. He was always a star, but shined a little brighter and happier after he turned 40. Please welcome one of my closest friends and aspiration, Jonathan Meisler. That's so sweet. (laughs) How are you, love? I'm very good. How are you doing? I'm good. I'm good. So um, I want to know, what made you start Title of War? Like, what was your inspiration? You know, I, I, I think that everyone's career has a certain trajectory. And I was, you know, my, my background is in art, uh, uh, you know, art history. And then I went into film, obviously, when I was in uh, college. After that, I went to L.A., was in film there. And then I fell into fashion sort of backwards. Um, I started a collection, hand painting silks. Um, it, it actually morphed into a full men's collection, then a women's sportswear collection, then a women's evening collection. So it kept on growing. Um, I was with a partner at the time and was in L.A., going by coastal L.A. to New York. Um, ultimately, I settled in New York and we started a couture collection um, that was retailing at Bergdorf Goodman. And that's where I met you, actually. Exactly. Actually, I worked for Jonathan. When I moved to New York, my first job, 
was an, as an intern at Johnson, but I spent my time chit chatting with him basically. Oh, talk. I think all we were doing <laughs> is we were just, I, I think we just like talked and we were sort of like, you know, attacking each other a lot. <laughs> exactly. It and was eating. my angry days. <laughs> and eating a lot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Always eating. Um, but anyway, so from there, um, I was, I, I wanted to, you know, do, I wasn't satisfied at the time. Um, not that I wasn't satisfied in my creative journey. I felt wasn't, wasn't realized as a, you know, at that point, um, I split with my partner um, of 18 years at the time of, uh, of business. And um, I wanted to go back into the art world. And I, from there, I'm like, okay, you know, looking at the market, I wanted, you know, from art world to um, men's fashion, I wanted to go back into men's as well. And I decided to fuse the two worlds together. And that's how Title of Work was born. It's literally a fusion of art and fashion. Um, so, yeah, so yeah. it was hard, you know, like it was different, like because like the, your first company, you started young and then like restarting after 40. It's yeah. like it has some challenges. Like, were you like scared? Like, what are like, what were the advantages and disadvantages, let's say? You, you know, I always say you never like people who actually just start their company. They don't know anything. It's actually they have no idea the rules. So they just break the rules and they live and learn and they figure out like like how to it's by trial and error. And that's how, you know, John Valdi was. It was all trial and error. As you get older, hopefully you don't make the same mistakes because we made a lot of mistakes back then. Uh, financial <laughs> mistakes, design mistakes. There's a lot of stories. But when I started, you know, uh, Title of Work, I really was very focused on trying to, like, you know, understanding a market that I wanted to hit, um, finding a white space in the market and and having the background and knowledge and understanding of, of how to develop um, like a full luxury collection. So I think that the wisdom and the knowledge of age definitely helped. Yeah. I think it's like, I always say people are, are scared to start over because they're like, I'm too old for it. So it's too late for me, but actually, no, you have the experience. And then like, even if you're scared of failing, well, guess what? Like failing will teach you a lesson. And then like, you know, you can come back. Actually, I think it, it should be one of the prerequisites to success to succeed you have to fail first <laughs> absolutely and i think there are a lot of, of, of very very successful people that have failed first and of course i mean that's and i agree with you they start they stop they start they fall backwards it's like two step forwards five step backwards and they still do that you know in business it's very challenging just because of everything like the world is morphing like what we did last year how to reinvent yourself how to actually move on from you know this huge pandemic that we're just involved with and thankfully we're still here but exactly i mean like your ties it's like for like they're like amazing these ties are like piece of art and then like therefore being outside like people don't wear those ties to be home so how did you adjust during covid where everybody was stuck home you know like you had to find a way to (laughs) Well, you know, honestly, we were dead in the water for a few months. Who wants to wear a tie in a pandemic? I mean, like jewelry, okay, but still everyone, no one knew. Everyone was trying to find their footing. Um, and at the time, I'm like, what What can I say? And I have a lot, you know, I have quite a few people on my team that I wanted them to actually be able to sustain themselves. So we quickly shift and pivoted to creating face masks. Um, we still do the face mask to this day. They do very well. Um, it's more of a fashion face mask. Um, it's made with the couture techniques of the tie where it's like beaded, embroidered and painted um, as well. So uh, they're very interesting. And that actually got us, you know, quite a quite a few months through the pandemic. Yeah. Oh, that, and then like you did some home goods as well. 
So um, interesting story. Yeah. Um, you know, during the pandemic as well, um, I was starting a candle collection because I've always been obsessed with candles. Well, not candles, but smell. Yeah. Since I was younger, I remember when I was like five years old, my parents would always be like, Jonathan, why are you smelling everything? Why do you have to smell everything? And I'm like, I just go around sniffing everything and like... Yeah. So I knew that it would come to play at some point in my life and um, scent and, you know, cologne, perfume always been, been a big part of my life. Anyway, I, I said, this is a perfect time to actually develop a candle collection. Ironically, I have five scents. It's called the Dirty Scent Collection. So it's a deeper, darker sense of nature. Um, during the fifth uh, creation of the scent, I got covid my partner and I, and actually my whole family got COVID together upstate. Um, and I lost my sense of taste and smell yeah. while I was creating the candle collection. Irony. Um, and so <laughs> the last scent, which was a wood scent, I was actually, I, I would have like 10 different fragrances and I would put them in different parts of the, the, the apartment or your house. And I would have my partner go, smell that one. Okay, what does that smell like? Smell that one, smell that one. And he's like, enough. <laughs> So ultimately, I got it back a little bit so I can understand where I was at. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I remember like it was like it's it was really a big punishment for you to not be able to taste or smell because like we know that you're a foodie and then the smell is very important for you. Oh, <laughs> and that you, was a but you survived again. I survived. Here we are. Exactly. With all our antibodies, like we're good. We're good. So we uh, tell us. Vaxed. Yeah. Excuse me. Double vaxxed. Yeah, exactly. That's good. So where our listeners can find your beautiful products? You know, best way to find us is titleofwork.com. And you just go on, you know, you go on our website, sign up for our website, uh, for our emails. We don't barrage you with them. We have uh, just two emails every month. And uh, yeah, you can, you can do that. We also are, you know, we're in Harrods. Um, we sell our collection here at a store called The Conservatory. We're in overseas in the Middle East. We're in Europe. But for, for the listeners here uh, or anyone, because we, we ship worldwide, titleofwork.com is the best, best place to get us. So, yes, everyone, www.titleofwork.com. And, and check out the women's jewelry collection. That's a new piece that we just launched as well. And it's beautiful. I have to come and get mine <laughs> because like, I get like every new collection, I have to get something. Even for men's, I have to get mine. <laughs> you know? well, that's how it started with the women's. The launch of the women's came from the men's. So a lot of women's, you know, a lot of women came in, they were buying the men's collection. And I'm like, okay, it's time to start the women's. So everything was an organic growth. Yeah. Pretty- yeah. That's amazing. So yeah. let's talk about your personal life. You met really? your significant other after 40 and then like it's been 15 years. I remember the day that you met him actually uh-huh. 15 years. So what is the secret? Um, ta-da. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, secret, ta-da. There, are, there, are, there are a lot of secrets. There are a lot of No, I think that, you know, really it's about communicating clearly in any relationship. It's about communication and understanding how to like how to actually define words, certain words, certain words that may trigger someone. Why does that word trigger you? Don't use it. And so, really finding a foundation of, of communication was was really key in any relationship. And you still have challenges through it. You know, one word uh, could mean one thing to someone, and it has so much. You know, you have to unpack so much for another person. That's it. And I think really humor. I mean, yeah. laughing every like you have to find humor every day. And the other one is not going to sleep angry. Don't hold a grudge. I think that's really what it's, you know, what's been about for us. And that's challenging, but I think that's what sustained us. Has that's sustained amazing. Us. 
Yeah. That's that's really amazing. I mean, so, he's also amazing as well. So that doesn't. Yeah, uh, I love him too. Like yeah. these are my boys. They they're like <laughs> they're my family. Actually, I told you guys like my first podcast. It's going to be all about me. It's very personal. It's why like my guests like we're very personal, yeah. successful but personal people too. And so, if you want to advise, like if you want to say one last word, what it will be. One last, like, you know, just. If if you don't, if you want to cry, what's the alternative? Just laugh. Yeah. <laughs> and like, I mean, of like reinventing yourself after 40? Um, you know, I think that if you look at age as just a marker and not as a definition of who you are, that's really what's key for me. I look at every every birthday as like, okay, this is where I am and I tick it off, but it doesn't define who I am. Yeah. And I don't let it define who I am. I just, you know, clearly I just, you know, keep in shape, eat well, you know, and, and this is your vessel. That's it. This is all you got. So, yeah. you know, take care of it. And keep the positive attitude. Absolutely. Yeah. So if, you know, my, my podcast name is Say Yes, Be Happy. So the question, the last question is what makes you happy? Two minutes to answer <laughs> before our break. <laughs> Go. That's a loaded question. <laughs> you make me happy. No, oh, literally. My I, food I, makes you happy. I mean, there's so many things that like you have from materialistic things to yeah. emotional. My family, you know, makes me very happy. My partner makes me very, it, it, like things like that on a day-to-day basis, creating, like the creative process makes me happy. Like I enjoy that process and that really helps sustain me. And I'm, I'm very fortunate that I have this passion of constantly creating one thing, you know, going from, you know, from, in developing, let's say, uh, a tie to jewelry, to home, to lighting, to furniture design. That's actually pretty amazing for me. Um, that makes me very happy. Day-to-day biking in New York City. It's my meditation. I, I get all my ideas. I'm inspired. That makes me really happy. Um, I'm eating. <laughs> we know that. <laughs> makes me very happy, especially now that I can like taste. Makes me very happy. That's um, amazing. Yeah. And That's friends, amazing. And beautiful friendships make me happy. Yeah. Really I mean, fun. yeah, <laughs> it's true. Thank right. you so much, Jonathan. If anyone wants to check out his amazing neckwear, it's www.titleofwork.com. And you can find him also on social media. And voila, <laughs> we're going to say goodbye to Jonathan and take our second break. And after when we come back from our break, we're going to meet my third guest who will prove you that you can be older than 40 and create a beautiful family. So bye, Jonathan. I'm uh, going to turn you up right. and then bring in my, my next yet kisses and then okay. we'll talk later on. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Is something missing from your life and you can't define what it is? Are you someone who seems to have it all, yet are missing the most important thing, to be happy? The Hungry for Happy online course may just be what you need now. 
Natalie Botros has created this course for you to find happiness, regardless of your body issues and or relationship status. Take the online questionnaire now to find out if this is a good match for you at the bond-buvantgirl.com and click happiness course. Whatever your budget, Natalie, the happiness fairy, has set up plans to help everyone find their happiness. Get a preview of the curriculum before you take the happiness plunge. Visit the bond-bevantgirl.com and click happiness course. In Natalie's own words, What do you have to lose? Say yes. Be happy. The Hungry for Happy online course is waiting for you now at the bond-bevantgirl.com. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. You're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. To reach our show today, we invite you to phone in to 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Or send an email to bvg at thebond-bevantgirl.com. Now, back to Say Yes, Be Happy. Welcome back, everyone, for my last segment. This is Natalie Botros, your host, and you're listening to Say Yes, Be Happy podcast. I have my third guest today. She is the proof, really the proof that you can have a family after 40. I know that all my single ladies are always scared. They're always saying like, oh, it's too late for me. And actually, she did it. She got married at 40, had a beautiful wedding. And with her longtime partner and had two beautiful girls. So let me introduce my guest. She's born and raised in Tokyo by a Japanese father, Israeli mother. She was left solo at the age of 19 for college in California and never returned. She is working as a photography agent at one of the most renowned artist agencies in New York City. She loves to run, travel, and drink bubbles. Who doesn't? <laughs> She was never happy, but was getting nervous about her biological clock. She didn't want to miss her chance to be a mother. Guess what? She got married at 40, had her first baby at 42, and the second one at 44. So ladies, she is the proof. It's never too late. Please welcome this rocking mama of two beautiful girls that I love to death. They're my spiritual goddaughters. Rika. Hi, Rika. How are you? Hi, everyone. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Good to be here. Yes, we're Thank very excited to have you. you. So, Rika, mm-hmm. my God, like you're an amazing mixture. Japanese father and Israeli mother. Like this is like really amazing combination. <sighs> How you. was it growing up like with the biracial family? Um, you know, I think... Uh, in retrospect, it was great to be exposed to two cultures. So you live in a one kind of like a submissive culture. You know, I, I grew up in Japan, but my mother was not, you know, had a completely different, you know, cultural background. So I think it gave me, uh, you know, <laughs> a tools to actually um, use two different cultures, you know, not as a negative, but positive way. So, you know, from a young age, I was able to kind of like see the good side and bad side of each. Yeah. And make different type of decisions than other children, I feel. You know, so I've always been really curious about other side, other ways. So that's been kind of like my um, strength. 
Yeah. You, know, you have that, two different cultures. Yeah. Exactly, because like yeah. you bring everything together. And then like you, you said that you were left in the US at the age of 19. So how yeah. was it like to be like, you know, so you came from Japan, you used to live in Japan and now you came here, right? Yeah, yeah. So I, I came here by myself. I always wanted to uh, get out of, I mean, I, say, I think I went to a different culture, live in a different culture because I knew there's always an other side. So I didn't want to settle with this one thing I know. So usually, you know, in Japan, like you go to college and you get married and you have a baby and, you know, that's just kind of like a yeah. path. And I didn't think I was that. You know, some, somewhere somewhere in my mind, I knew it. So I said, I, I want to go somewhere, you know, and live differently, you know. Yeah. And, and so that's also coming from the fact that I knew the other side of the culture and there's a different way of living. Exactly. And so you have to talk to us about your family, your husband, because like your husband is American and yes. he was the, your longtime partner. And then mm-hmm. you guys decided to make it happen, like get married at 40. So how is it, like, tell me a bit about it. Yeah, so I I met my husband. So um, this is my second marriage. (laughs) And, you know, I say that, you know, it's a worth of weight because you have to find the luckiest person for you to uh, be beside you, no matter how old you are. I think I found the luckiest person. And uh, we were dating for a long time. It It took about like seven, eight years for us to get married. But that was good because, you know, we enjoyed our time, traveled, you know, all kinds of parties. And, and you know, finally we got married. So, um, yeah, I mean, there's not, not much to that. Exactly. No, that's yeah. great. And then, but you, you were pregnant after 40. I mean, I know that yes. like, we're supposed to get pregnant younger. I mean, like it's how our generation, we grew up. Like now the new generation, they don't even want kids at yeah. some point. But yeah. it's like, so how was it like being your pregnancy after 40? Was it hard? Like, was it, do you think that you would have enjoyed more when you were younger or like you actually enjoyed even better because like you were mature enough? Well, you know, um, I think that, you know, there's a lot of like biological factors. And I, I think I, I find myself very lucky to be able to even get pregnant. Um, you know, that was one of my concerns, like, okay, you know, I'm older and that's what you hear about it. But my motto is I don't analyze it too much. Yeah. You know, and I was lucky enough to be able to get pregnant and it was a good pregnancy. I, you know, I was healthy, active, you know, I ran a half marathon while like I was maybe like three and a half months pregnant. Yeah. Um, so I was a rocking mom. I told you guys. And you know, the doctors, you know, they, you know, you're advanced maternal age. So they tell you all kinds of things, you know, to be careful and you hear all this, yeah. but it really didn't feel like that. Yeah. Okay, you know, so. I, I just didn't like, you know, another guess that age is just a number really. It yeah, of course. Different. And then, but, really true yeah it is true and then like you're very healthy you, you, you say you, you run the half marathon when you were three and a half months pregnant so like it shows that you know it's not the age it's just a number it's like your lifestyle and how you 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 take everything and then you decide to do it yeah it's, i feel like the psyche will limit you you know if you think oh i'm too old and that's gonna make you feel this way think this way and somehow like you drive yourself to not to do it yeah no definitely no it makes sense so yeah. now today we have the same age <laughs> 46 you're married you have a job full-time job i mean like especially during covid you were like stuck home with two little toddlers so how do you balance all this that's a good question i wonder if i'm balancing good enough 
<laughs> no, but I allow You're surviving. Come on. I will like go to the madhouse right now. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I make, I allow myself to make mistakes. And also, you know, it's really important to take care of yourself. So not to feel guilty about getting help, you know, doing things for you. Because that's important. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you can take care of others. Of course. You, know, you say like, you know, you have three children now because, you know, two, two girls and a husband. <laughs> exactly. And then like, I mean, like, you know, scooped up all in, in, in an apartment. It's not very easy. It's like really, it's a lot. So you have to find like moments like to be alone. I mean, like it, it must be a little challenging. And then I'm sure like when we're young, we have more the patient. I know myself that I love kids. I didn't have any at this time. It's like, I don't know. It's like, it's like, it's a lot of work. Yeah, but they also teach you, you know, and yeah. I feel like I, I'm at the right age to have, have it, to be honest, you know, if I was younger, I don't know if I had the patience. Yeah. I don't have a patience now, but better. Yeah. <laughs> Great. So my last question is, as I asked to everyone, what makes you happy? Um, obviously, uh, my family, friends that, you know, stay beside me and tell, tells me right and wrong. You know, these honest people really make me happy. Um, I, I'm happy that I'm sick. I'm excited about life. You know, the opportunities I have. Yeah. Um, that makes me happy. Eating, drinking, <laughs> you know, being able to do things and all this uh, health. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you so much, Bunny, to be Thank you. my baby bunnies, like big kisses. I miss them. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm going to set you free now because like, it's time for me to say my bye-bye blah, blah. Yes. Thanks <laughs> for having me. Bye. Bye. So as you can see, all my three guests showed you a different way of being happy and like saying yes to life and then proving that it's never too late. If they had not tell you, if they had not done what they did, took the, take the risk, Christine would have never entered in Colombia. I mean, she told us, she checked the website and she was like, I can never get in. But she applied. So she made it happen. Jonathan, he completely switched his job, like from women design to neckwear and then now jewelry and house goods. And Rika, she's like 40. I mean, like some of the women, they say, I know a lot, of, a lot of my clients, they're always telling me I'm too old. I can, I'm like, it's never too late. So for all of you out there, don't you think it's about time to say yes and to succeed and be happy? You have to find your way. And if you're scared to be, to fail, it's okay. Failing, it's like one of the steps to be successful. If you think that you're too old or you're like, you know, it's too late for you, it's not true. Your age will bring you wisdom. Really, your age is actually an advantage for you because you have all that experience and you can use it in your new adventure. And I know that it's always hard to kind of, you know, get in there. But what if, um, I have a question, like what if your happiness, it's outside your comfort zone? What if like drinking tea every day is not enough and you need to drink bubbles every day? What if you have to say yes to life and be happy? You know, I told you that this first show was going to be about me <laughs> because I wanted you to know me a little. And it's why I brought all these guests who are like very close to me. So you have an idea who I am. 
And I have to say, they all said yes, and they succeeded in life. And I think that if there's one thing that you should know is that people and things come and go. The only thing that stays, it's you. So instead of attaching your happiness to something or someone, you have to find it in yourself. And the minute that you find the happiness in you, everything else will come. I mean, my guest showed you it's never too late. I started to be happy after 40. You know, I was a kind of a lost puppy. I was like going there and there. And then like I found my 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 way. I, I created the movie Vivant Girl after 40. I became the happiness for happiness fairy when I was like older than 40. So and look, today I'm having my own podcast. So really you have to think about how you want to live your life and if you want to settle or if you want to try to take the risk because the risk is always, well, risky, but it can bring like a lot of excitement. So today it was our subject of this podcast today was it's never too late, but in the coming weeks, I will do different subjects, everything about our daily life and how to find the silver lining in our life how to be happy, and how to find success in our lives. All my guests will be helping you and share their stories. And then we will like show you that we ha- you have to say yes and be happy. And by the way, I can give you already a teaser for next week. My guest next week is going to talk about love. She's the, the love designer, Renee Piani, and she's going to join us and we're going to talk about rewriting our love life, our love story. She's, she's going to really be a good addition to my podcast, I know, and we're going to have a blast. Until then, <laughs> I think it's time for me to say goodbye. And thank you for all for spending this hour. I guess I survived my first podcast and you survived listening to me. I call it a success. And I always say, what do you have to lose? Say yes, be happy. Thank you everyone to listen to me and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Say Yes, Be Happy. Please join Natalie Botros for another show next Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time and noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Listen to this program again or any of our past episodes on demand and on your favorite podcast platform. Until next time, keep saying yes and find your happiness.